guys, welcome back to another episode of Starting or Settling. I'm your host, Julia, and today's episode, as you can tell by the title, has quite a few things in it, uh, quite a few topics, I should say. We have a podcast update, some updates on my life because everybody just cares so much, and then we have the review for the Kardashians' second episode of their new show, The Kardashians, on Hulu. Um, I know that, well, you know what, let me start with the podcast update because that's what I was just about to say. So obviously I know that not all of you watch the Kardashians or care about the Kardashians and it's okay to be wrong. That's totally fine. It's not like they've, you know, been on TV for 20 years and counting and half of the family's all billionaires. Like I get it, you know, not everyone has good taste, so that's all right. You'll, you'll be okay. You'll make it through. Um, (laughs) no, but I totally get it. It's not everyone's thing, but obviously I love that stuff. So I'm going to continue with these reviews of the show because I really like it. It's a lot of fun for me. I do know there are people who listen to it, but with that, it's not going to be the only episode I post, like I said last time. So I'm now going to be doing two episodes a week. The Kardashian reviews will be coming out on Mondays and then the other episodes will be coming out on Fridays. Um, I want to make sure I have a little bit of something for everybody. And also there's so much going on. Elon Musk just bought Twitter. The Yankees are winning. The NFL draft is coming up. A A lot of interesting stuff. So I definitely want to do that. It is going to be a bit difficult for me at first figuring out the timing of all of it just because working a full-time job, going into the office a few times a week, which just adds more time. But I'm going to make it work and I'm excited to make it work because I really love doing this as I've said so many times. So definitely be on the lookout for the episode on Friday as well as these continuous Kardashian reviews. Um, Some personal life updates. So as I just mentioned, I have started my new job. I've been commuting in a few times a week and overall it's going really well so far. Um, you know, it just furthers my decision or my confidence in my decision to leave my other job, which is always a good feeling. And I gotta say, I just don't understand how so many people used to commute into work from a suburb to New York City five days a week. Doing it two, three days a week is like brutal for me. (laughs) It just takes up so much time. I wake up at like 5 a.m. I don't get home until like 6.15, 6.45. So it is a lot, but I I do actually like being out of the house. Um, Not, you know, just being in my room working all day. I just feel like it, it does break up the day nicely and I'm not as like idle. I'm not as lazy. I'm a bit more motivated when I'm in the office anyway. So Um, There are definite plus sides. I just wish it was two days, not three days a week, if I'm being fully honest, but I can't complain. Uh, You know, it's flexible and it is overall a good thing. It's nice to be able to get back out there and be social at least a few times a week. So um, that's been going well. Also, fun fact, I ordered on Amazon this product called the Posture Corrector. I'm so sick of like hunching over and not even realize that realizing that I'm doing it. So I've seen this on TikTok. I got it off of Amazon. Today was the first day I've used it. Overall, I really like it. If I continue to use it and like it, 
I will link it in the description because I, me and my friends just talk about it all the time how terrible our posture is. And I feel like no one wants to walk around looking like a hunchback at 22, 23 years old. It's just not a good time. Um, so yeah. Also though, another fun fact along with posture, I don't know how true this is. One of my health and wellness teachers in college told me, cause she used to be a personal trainer And she said that she's found that our generation, given like circumstances of just being on computers and phones all the time, obviously attributes to it. But she's found that our cores, like our abs, are not as strong because we are less dependent on our bodies. Like there's just so many ways to be lazier now. So that's just part of it. So she said that also has something to do with our posture just being awful. So Let's do some sit-ups, guys. Let's get it together. Summer's coming up anyway, faster than we think. It's almost May, which is crazy. Um, So yeah, those were the fun facts for the day. And my last podcast update and life update is, so I know I told you guys that Richard and I were going to be recording again to do more on gambling addictions and what that looks like and how he had so much more he wanted to say. He came over, we recorded, we were about 40 minutes in, and then God just decided to say, screw you, Julia, we don't want you to have a good day today. So midway through recording, it just stopped, and the app crashed, and we lost all of the audio, and it was a really good conversation. So I wasn't happy about it, obviously, but he was very, very nice about it. And he was just like, it's all good. We'll do it again. So we have to schedule another time to record. I'm sorry because I was really looking forward to getting you guys more of that. I know a lot of you really liked it, but um, we're just going to have to wait on that. So I will keep you all updated on when we do decide to uh, record, when we're able to have our schedules match up and all that. And yeah, so you'll have that to look forward to. Um So I think that's everything I had. I hope that's everything I had because this is my second time recording this intro. So without further ado, let's get into episode two of The Kardashians. All right, guys. So episode two starts out as a continuation from the first episode where Kim is crying to Kanye and her lawyers about the possibility of unreleased footage, alleged unreleased footage of her sex tape being leaked. Now, I feel bad because every time Kim Kardashian cries, it is just the funniest looking her cry because she's so beautiful. And so then when she cries and it's just a really, really ugly cry face, it just makes me laugh. But she's not alone. Okay. I'm an ugly crier. I have a lot of friends who who's no, there's no one who's a pretty crier. I should really rephrase any of my friends listening, none of you guys are ugly. You're all stunning, but no one's an, a pretty crier. That's just impossible because you either look annoying or you sound annoying or both. And it just, it happens to the best of us. You know, we can't all always be on our A game all the time, but it was tough to watch. Just, you know, I know Kim did it to herself and that's how she got partially famous and all of that. But She has kids now. It's been so long. That obviously is just not an ideal situation. And it's just so messed up that somebody for money and for clout would try to blackmail someone with that. That is just so sick to me. And you have to be just like the lowest form of a human um, to want to do that to somebody else. So luckily, 
based i'm assuming based on the fact that because obviously with this show they've been they filmed it so long ago so everything that's happened in terms of overarching themes or situations or events like we already know we already know tristan tristan cheated again we already know kylie had a baby boy we know kendall and devin booker are dating like we know all of these things that travis and courtney are engaged so just i'm assuming because i have not heard and i don't think anyone's heard about this sex tape leak prior to this show starting i'm assuming it never got out because we would have known we would have heard about it it would have been a thing. So that's good news. So I'm happy for her there. It's also, again, just so crazy that Kim is like crying to Kanye about it because of where we know they where they are now. Like they are not talking. They are not on good terms. He's like seeking help. She's just trying to like prevent him from going off on social media again. Like it's just there's so much there. So I'm again, very interested to see how this all plays out because then I'm going out of order here in the episode, by the way, I'm going based off of scenes with each, I want to say character, but person. So again, with Kim, the other big thing for her, this episode was the prep and lead up to her SNL hosting gig, which obviously is a huge honor. There was so much around that, that I thought was actually really cool. So in the first episode, she's talking about how nervous she is, her celebrity friends who are telling her they're going to help her, all of that. So then in this episode, we actually get to see when Kim gets to New York, she goes and meets with Amy Schumer. We all know who Amy Schumer is. And she's just like, okay, I have my monologue jokes. Like, I want to run them by you, see what you like, what you don't. So she's saying all these different jokes. And it's cool, even though I'm not personally an Amy Schumer fan, it's cool to watch a successful comedian listen to jokes that other comedians wrote and critique them and say, I like this one, or I don't like this one, or, okay, I, this is a great joke. This is how you should say it. Pause here so the audience can laugh. Make this face when you say this. Just very intricate things that you wouldn't even think about. The delivery, your demeanor, your tone, all of that. It, I just think it's it was really cool to see because obviously, again, regardless of what you think of Amy Schumer, she is very successful and established in the comedy world and the SNL world too. So um, that was just a cool moment. It was also nice, like Amy Schumer, I get the feeling doesn't really care that she's talking to Kim Kardashian because so in one of the jokes, Kim was mentioning how um, she met, she made a joke about, oh, you know, this isn't my first big role. Although last time I had a movie premiere, no one told me the movie was coming out. And so then Amy was like, could you so seriously, she was like, could you just remind me like what the movie is? And Kim was like, my sex tape. And then Amy was like, basically like, I'm an idiot. Like, thank you for reminding me as if no one knew that. Like everybody knows that's how Kim Kardashian got famous. So it was a very funny moment. Um, and just cool to see. And then you see her on the set of SNL just getting ready, doing all the table reads and the rehearsals and how of, that schedule is so grueling. They are doing hours and hours and hours of endless work. And the actual day of the shoot, Kim says that she has to be there for like 23 hours from like 5 a.m. to 3 a.m. or something, which is insane. I, I can't imagine that people do that every week. That just seems so crazy to me. So I'm excited to see 
what her reaction to it was on the show. Obviously, again, this already happened. And from what I remember, people didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was bad. Like I was expecting people to roast her for it, but I think she did it the best way that she could, where she made fun of herself, her situation, um, in terms of her Kanye divorce and her body and plastic surgery and her money and all that. So, um, she honestly is coming off so far as pretty likable, which I feel like in the past, especially the last few seasons of keeping up with the Kardashians, she was kind of very cold hearted, very short, very just business, 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 but we're seeing a bit more from her, which I think really does lend itself towards being able to have more creative control over a show. Um, and maybe even having a break from filming the reality show too. So it's just really cool to see. It was also nice. Her team apparently has been with her for years and they were just getting emotional when she was getting ready for the show saying how they were all warned not to work with her in the beginning because she was just a reality star and she wasn't the Kim Kardashian we know now. And now she's hosting SNL and just they believed in her and it's really cool for her and all that. So it was a nice sentimental moment a sort of full circle moment for all of them. And just, I don't know. I feel like our generation doesn't value hosting SNL as much as the previous generations do, because I just feel like we're all not that into it as much. Um, but yeah, that's still really cool. So that was awesome to watch. So then moving on to Courtney, Courtney's entire storyline this year is going to be her and Travis, which understandable. I mean, they've been talked about nonstop since they were first photographed together in public. I was thinking about it and I don't know why it took me so long to think about it. But if you guys remember in the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Courtney was like sneaking around to be with a guy and she wouldn't say who it was and she wasn't telling her family allegedly. And so Courtney and I mean, Courtney, Chloe and Kim were like trying to stalk her and see where she was and follow her and see who it was. And I'm wondering if it was Travis because like they just never said it. So I'm just very curious to, to know if it was him. Um, but in the first part of the episode for Courtney, she is going house hunting with Travis because they want to build a life together and they're already neighbors and they want to have babies and all the things. And I got to say the house they looked at was beautiful. It was a really nice house. I like it a lot more than her current house. Um, but again, they're just way too much. They're just so all over each other all the time. And it's so uncomfortable and I'm not even there. They were literally being so just touchy and like PDA in front of the real estate agent to the point where the real estate agent left because he was like, this is uncomfortable. Who wants to be around this? Like, I'll let them have their moment, I guess, and just wait inside. It just, that's one of those moments where, you know, I really thought I was going to be so happy for Courtney. I, I started that way. Not that I'm not, I'm just over it already. Like I'm already over the Courtney and Travis storyline and annoyed by it and we're two episodes in they haven't even gotten engaged yet actually another part of this episode was where chris and travis tell chloe that travis is planning to propose and i think we're gonna see it next episode which that'll be nice but at the same time i'm just so over it because they're just they're too much they really really are and you know she was talking about how and this I felt bad for. They're trying to have a baby or they want to have a baby. So she's going through IVF and apparently it's having some pretty negative effects on her um, and her health, which sucks. And, 
you know, anytime some someone opens up about something like that, you know, IVF is something that we all kind of hear about, but no one ever really talks about what it's like. And all I've ever heard from any anyone who's done it or any reality star who's documented it on one of the shows, it seems like it really sucks. And it just sucks that so many women have to like go through that in their life in order to have a baby. Um, that just seems like a very grueling and tedious and draining process. So I am curious to see how that plays out. Because as of right now, I don't think she's pregnant. Um, in fact, I think she's come out and denied pregnancy rumors. But you never know. It could just be a really great kept secret. Although no one will hide it better than Kylie did or tried to until people really just wouldn't shut up about it. And it kind of forced her to talk about it a little bit. So yeah, we'll, we'll be seeing a lot more Courtney and Travis. I'm excited to watch them get engaged. I'm just not excited for the crazy PDA and annoyingness that is them because again, I'm already over it, whatever. So then for Chris, it's really weird this so far, it just feels like she isn't going to have her own storyline. It sort of just feels like her storyline is going to be her just helping everyone else with theirs, like helping Courtney through her pregnancy journey, helping Kim through the sex tape thing, helping Chloe through her anxiety, which I'm about to talk about. But it doesn't seem like she's going to give much. Granted, apparently there's some sort of cheating scandal with Corey that's supposed to come up. And I mean, they're a weird couple too. I will never understand them, but I don't know. Chris isn't giving me much, but at the same time she is like, she's just, that's Chris Jenner. You never know what you're going to get from her or how much more you're going to get from her. You're somehow always satisfied, but you're never like, you never know if it's, if that's it. You never know if there's more coming from her. So I'm curious to see how many storylines, if any, that she actually has this year. Because back in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like her and Bruce, now Caitlyn, had so many things dealing with Kendall and Kylie growing up and like doing their own business ventures outside of their kids and things like that. So I am curious to see how she plays it out or it plays out for her on this new show. So then back to Chloe. This was an episode that I feel like I'm not used to seeing this type of Chloe. Normally, I feel like they use her as the funny, outrageous, say whatever, whatever's on your mind, keep everybody lighthearted and fun. Like, or if anyone needs to get really fired up, like that's Chloe. But here she was just super insecure. So she was getting ready to go and do the James Corden show. And she was his first guest to have with having a live audience again since COVID, which I totally understand the anxiety around that for probably both Chloe and James Corden and his producers and all that. Like that's a lot of pressure because you're just not used to doing it. It's all over the computer, all over Zoom, whatever. So um, that has to be very nerve wracking. And she was really just talking about how she can't escape the negativity. So everything she does, she gets criticized for. And it just gives her a lot of anxiety to the point where she doesn't want to do anything. She doesn't want to leave the house because if she avoids it on social media, which everyone tells her to do, then she'll step outside and then paparazzi will be all, you know, in her business asking her questions that bring up the same thing she's insecure about or gets bombarded with on, on Instagram and Twitter and all that. So, um, 
I really do feel bad for her and I completely understand where that anxiety would stem from. And I know that this brings up another discussion sort of leading back to what I just said with Kim about the whole woe is me. They're rich and famous and billionaires and this and that and they never have to do anything like a job that they hate or whatever it is. But I think that excuse to me just doesn't seem fair because it's like, why can't we still have empathy for human beings? Because I would never, and most people I know would never feel the need to leave just like a negative comment or a hate comment on whether it's someone they know or a celebrity's post. Like who really has the time to do that? If you do, you have too much time on your hands. I'm sorry. Like if you're taking time out of your day to be negative and to make someone feel bad or feel insecure, you really need to figure out your priorities because clearly they're not in line. Um, But I am not in the camp of, well, you're asking for it or not you're asking for it, but you know what you're getting, you know what you're getting into, you know what you sign up for. I think there has to be a certain level of that, of course. Like, yeah, people, of course, are going to say things and people are going to try to get under your skin or take advantage of you in whatever way that they can. But when it's constant, like you can't escape it, no one deserves that. Like there's still human beings at the end of the day. Are they the best people on the planet? No. Are they the model children for the world? Absolutely not. But they're still human beings. And I don't think that there's any harm in remembering that and having empathy for them. I mean, it's kind of hard to empathize simply because I can't speak, like I have no experience with what they're going through in that sense. But I don't know. I People, I've had like this discussion with my parents, my brothers before, and they are very much like, hey, you know, they're a celebrity. They know what they're asking for, what they're signing up for. You know, that's a part of it. You deal with it and that's it. But no, I'm sorry. I really do believe while you have to accept it to a certain extent, if it's literally just getting to the point where you can never escape it, whether it's on social media or in person, because we constantly talk about the Kardashians and beauty standards, right? You know, people always say, and it really started with them, like if you're getting plastic surgery, all these women in Hollywood, all these like celebrities or pseudo celebrities, they're getting the fillers, the lifts, the injection, all that stuff. And they, so people get mad if someone gets work done and doesn't say it. People get mad if they don't get work done, but edit their photos. People get mad if they don't do any of that and just say they look ugly. So it's like a lose-lose situation. You can admit that you got work done and people will either say that it sucks or that you shouldn't have because you're creating, you know, unreachable beauty standards that little girls will think are normal. If you say you didn't get work done, everyone says you're lying. So like, what's the point? Like, I really don't get it. And honestly, if your child, if your friend, if you yourself are basing your beauty or your standard of beauty off of these people, then maybe that's the problem. Like, I feel like no one holds themselves accountable for things anymore. This is something Richard and I talked about, and I know this is a bit of a stretch, but this is really me just rambling at this point. Shocker. But honestly, it really just frustrates me when people are like, it's the Kardashians fault or the Instagram model's fault or the influencer's fault that I'm insecure. No, if I'm insecure, then I'm insecure. And me looking at someone else's picture and pointing to that as the problem is not going to fix my problem, which is the fact that I'm insecure. Like people just really need to get it together and work on it. 
you know, I'm insecure. I've always been insecure. I can't stand photo shoots at pregames or going out or hanging out. If we're hanging out, I want to hang out. I want to have conversation. I want to listen to music. I want to do things. I don't want to sit there and have a photo shoot for 45 minutes and have all of my friends checking their photos and editing the photos and all. Not saying that you guys do that. I love you all. But I am notoriously the one to like either take the picture or stand in the background because I just would rather do anything else because it can't, it can't ever just be a picture. It's everybody has to check how they look. Everybody has to make sure their hair looks good, that they were posing properly, that everyone was facing the same direction. We all should get disposable cameras. iPhones should be like disposable cameras where you take the photos and you can't look at them until 24 hours later. I feel like that would save so much time and so much energy and allow people to just, okay, that's how I looked. The photo is not for me to look like a model. If I wanted to look like a model, I would try to be one. It's just to have the memory and to look back on it and smile because of who you were with and what you did and what that picture brings for you. Not the fact that you look like Kendall Jenner, because I'm sorry, if I'm comparing myself to Kendall Jenner, I'll always be upset. She's Kendall Jenner. Like it just doesn't, it really doesn't make sense to me at all. And so if you take anything away from this review, just let's all just live. Let's, let's stop fixating on the things that we can't change. Let's leave people alone. Let's all do our own thing and just vibe. That sounds like the best thing. Just vibe. I know this has nothing to do with the Kardashians anymore, but this is how my brain works. I just, it drives me nuts. It really does. So next episode seems like it's going to be the lead up to and potential showing of Travis and Courtney getting engaged. Again, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see everyone's reactions and how they all looked and how happy she is. But I swear to God, if this whole season is them just all over each other, I don't know if I'll make it because it's just too unbearable, like truly. And honestly, the way that she's like acting and talking, it's almost like she's on something the entire time, which hey, you know what? If it makes her happy, good for her. Do you? But like, I don't know. She's, they have to be on something. The way that Travis Barker talks for someone with tattoos all over his body and he's like a drummer, he, he is like the softest voice ever. Just like so hippie granola, like, hey guys, let's just like a stoner vibe. Like that's literally what he sounds like. And it just, it doesn't make sense, but it is hilarious too. So Again, so much more to come from this season. I'm excited. So far, I do really like the show. And it does always start slow. I have the patience for this because I've been watching. I'm a reality TV watcher veteran. I'm aware of how these shows work. You're not going to start getting the really good stuff until episodes like five or six, I would say. But because it's the Kardashians, there's always something interesting because they're either doing something crazy or someone cool is featured on the show or they're all making fun of Chris, which is always a good time. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, like I am, minus the Travis and Courtney PDA. And I'm looking forward to the next one as well as the next episode that will be coming out of my podcast on Friday. So be on the lookout for that. For those of you who do watch and enjoy the NFL draft coming up, Let's go Giants. We're going to be Super Bowl champions this year. And I'll catch you guys on the next one.